It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 15th, 2020. My name is Phil Frostermike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You must follow me on Twitter at underscore On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to evaluate Steve Clifford and the job that he did in the 2020 season, where he fell short, where he succeeded, and what to make of his job this season. It's going to be an interesting conversation for sure. We'll break it down into a couple different parts as we analyze and evaluate Steve Clifford. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to get check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on any team in the NBA? or MLB, or NFL, or NHL, or college. There's a podcast for you to search for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. When the Orlando Magic hired Steve Clifford... Uh, Jeff Weltman made a few promises uh, about what kind of team the Magic were going to get. It was a team that was going to play hard every night, that was going to play to a standard, was going to be very difficult to beat. They weren't going to make mistakes. They weren't going to be a team that beat themselves. You had to beat them. It's essentially promising us what Steve Clifford turned the Charlotte Hornets into. Say what you want about those Charlotte Hornets teams, and there is plenty to say, and we will get into some of it here. 
but they competed every night. They were a tough out. They were a flawed roster. They drafted poorly. They, A lot of their free agents didn't pan out. They, they never could sustain success. And again, we'll talk about that coming up. But they went from a team that was the laughing stock of the NBA into a respectable organization, into a team that was difficult to defeat, a team that made the playoffs twice in Clifford's five years in Charlotte, and a team that had an identity. The Hornets are better off for Steve Clifford being there. He built a foundation for that entire team to grow from, and yes, even now that Kimball Walker's gone, even now that Steve Clifford's gone, you could still see remnants of that foundation there. Steve Clifford was a very positive influence on the Charlotte Hornets. There's no getting around it. And the Magic wanted him to bring that foundation to Orlando. Say what you want about everything else. And again, we will get into a lot of it here. Say what you want about everything else. But Steve Clifford has done one thing and one thing well. He's turned the Magic from a team that was through the lottery ringer every single year and brought them to the playoffs in back-to-back season. Something he did not do in Charlotte, by the way. He turned the Magic into a team that understood what it needed to do to win. Was able to get through the ups and downs of a season and still come out on top. Steve Clifford has done what he promised to do or what Jeff Wiltman promised he would do when he was hired two years ago. He built a foundation for success. As small as that success might be, the Magic have a foundation for success. They have a way that they can play that can get them to the playoffs, that can make them competitive for things that matter. Of course, the question that this franchise faces and the question that this team faces is how do you take that next step? How do you get from a 7 or 8 seed into a 5 or 6 seed or 4 seed or really contending, really meaningfully competing, getting to 50 wins? Nobody, and I can guarantee Steve Clifford's among them, is satisfied winning 33 games in 73, 33 and 40. No one's satisfied being just 500. This team did not live up to its expectations. And why that was the case is many, and Steve Clifford is part of that too. But the main goal that Steve Clifford had and the main goal that the Magic had this season was to prove that 2019 wasn't a fluke. And in that, Steve Clifford succeeded. In that, the Magic have built the kind of foundation where we can say, unequivocally, missing the playoffs is a failure. I've gotten into it with a lot of people online over the last several weeks who are just ready to to, to pack it in and, and develop, and I'm like, no. This team is a playoff team. As constructed, this is still a playoff capable team, and frankly, the whole organization expects them to make the playoffs. Whether they will or not is another matter. But missing the playoffs is failure. That's the kind of attitude, that's the kind of culture, that's the kind of expectation that Steve Clifford has brought to this Magic team. And by making the playoffs a second straight year, that foundation is firmly set. This is a team that does not turn the ball over. 
that is very difficult to beat on a night-in, night-out basis, that plays typically strong defense, they have an identity. And that identity is enough to give them a chance to win every night. It might be easy to forget because the last two years have been very good. Really, last year and a half have been very good for the Magic. But there is, but they were struggling to even win consistently. They won, what, 35 games one year and they were under 30 the rest. The Magic are a better team and on the right track as they continue to grow because of the work that Steve Clifford has done. Steve Clifford is a foundation coach. That is what he does. And he does this by being very regimented and very dogmatic with what he does, with how he how he instructs the team and how he constructs rotations. One of the big criticisms that a lot of people had about Steve Clifford, and I think it is somewhat fair, is that his rotations are a little inflexible. He will latch on to an idea and play it out until it is dead and buried, to be frank. He is not someone that's going to give up on an idea before they really have the chance to explore. The foundation that that Steve Clifford has built is very much about consistency and comfort. You know, he pushes players. He he, he demands certain things. He demands that they they, they hold to the basic tenets of the team. But essentially what Steve Clifford wants wants to happen is for players to know exactly what their role is going to be exactly who they're going to play with, exactly where their minutes are going to come from. And so consistency is a big part of the Steve Clifford experience. So if he's a little slow to move off of a rotation, it's because he does not want to disrupt other parts of the rotation. He does not want to disrupt or or he wants to give a lineup a chance to play well and to play together and to get used to each other before he makes those final determinations. And this cuts both ways, to be perfectly honest. There are lineups that clearly did not work that Steve Clifford stuck with for far too long. Most notably after Jonathan Isaac was hurt, um, playing Ken Birch at power forward was not a good decision. And Clifford would actually admit on the Orlando Magic Pod squad that he had that wrong. That he really should have had Ken Birch playing center and Nikola Vucevic playing power forward. And that lineup actually worked a lot better in the playoffs than it did in the regular season. But a lot of Magic fans very keenly said, like, this this is not working. This needs to stop. Some of that was roster construction. Some of that was just roster constraints. But what is important to remember, too, is that in both seasons as Steve Clifford has coached, he has latched on to the right rotation eventually. Usually by the end of January, he finds the groups that he really likes. And his dogmatic approach allows those lineups to flourish because everyone knows who they're playing with and when they're playing with them those lineups do really really well I don't think it's a coincidence that the Magic went 22-9 when they did and the Magic were starting to turn a quarter in late January early February at about the same time that they were about to make their run and of course the schedule was set up for the Magic to make a little bit of a run too The fair question to ask then is why does it take until January for this to happen? Why does it take until January for this run to happen? And I think that's fair to say too. Steve Clifford had an idea of how he wanted this Orlando Magic team to play. 
And it was very difficult to implement that idea. The Magic missed a lot of shots early on in the season. They had a rookie point guard who was clearly the, their best option entering the starting lineup in five, after five games, which again, kudos to Steve Clifford for making that decision so quickly. I did not think he was going to make that decision so quickly. So he did show some he did show some lineup flexibility there. But Markel Fultz was a growing process, and we'll talk about that coming up in just a bit. So Clifford had the wrong ideas early on. His initial plans didn't quite work. And some of that was injury. Steve Clifford really had to hold this team together with scotch tape and glue for a long time as the Magic dealt with injury after injury to key players, especially early on in the season. That derailed a lot of the season, and a lot more than I think people think. The Aaron Gordon injury and the Nikola Vucevic injury were killers for this team. Killed all kind, all momentum that they could have and, and the kind of team building and consistency that Steve Clifford likes. Again, I don't think it's a coincidence that once Vucevic re-entered the lineup and got some time to, to get back into rhythm, he started playing like the all-star he was. It was too late to make the all-star game, but you know, you look at his numbers from probably the end of December until the till the hiatus ended. He was back to an all-star level of play, back to that kind of consistency that the Magic expected from him in 2019. This is all to say then that yes, injuries played a major role. And Clifford, while doing a great job to kind of hold this team together, doesn't quite have the creative chops perhaps to really manage a roster through the kind of injuries that they had. And that gets to a really important part of Steve Clifford that is honestly one of his strengths, but but also something that has been viewed as a weakness. And that is how the team developed. And we'll talk about how the magic developed here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Obviously, the most important part of the Orlando Magic as they continue to develop it is that they are still a developing team. Um, this is still a young team. And, and while they've been to the playoffs twice and there are winning expectations, still a very, very young group of players. 
you know, Jonathan Isaac's, what, 22. Aaron Gordon's now 25. Nikola Vucevic is just about to turn 30. Uh, I believe, or Evan Fournier is about to turn 30. Nikola Vucevic, I think, is 29, 28, 29 years old. This is still a very young team. And while they do have some young vets who are entering their prime and, and, and should be nearing their peaks, if not, you know, continuing to, to, to get better, player development is a very big part of Steve Clifford's job as a head coach and a, a big part of building the foundation that the Magic need to build. And Clifford has taken his criticisms for how he has chosen to develop players. But one area that I do think that he has been extremely strong at is player development. His staff and he have done a great job developing the young players. Are they developing perhaps as fast as some fans want? Are they developing any of these players into the future star that's, that this, that's going to bind this whole thing together? That part is probably not the case. But within the context of this team, players have grown and gotten better within their roles. Markel Fultz is a perfect example of this. Markel Fultz started the year with, with, frankly, no expectations. And like I said, Steve Clifford is a very meticulous planner. And I think they entered the season thinking, okay, Mark, you know, we'll get Fultz some playing time off the bench, but we don't really know what we have and we can't really plan for anything. But very quickly they realized how good he is and all of a sudden, he was thrown into the starting lineup, and I think they were still making up plans for him as they went along. But Clifford's idea of how to bring rookies along is a little bit slower than most. He wants to see players, you know, sort of reach certain benchmarks where they gain his trust uh, as their role expands. And indeed, Fultz's role expanded as the year went on. When the Magic's offense took off, Fultz had almost complete control. The training wheels were almost completely off. And honestly, I think the pandemic slowed that down to the point where, where Clifford kind of put the training wheels back on during the time in the bubble. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think, you know, I think Fultz had to kind of regain his confidence, especially after being out with COVID for a little, for a little while. Um, or, or actually, he wasn't out with COVID. Um, it, after, after joining the team late in the bubble. Um, and, and, uh, and kind of getting reacclimated to, to 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 playing again, and Fultz is always going to be dealing with the shoulder issue. That's not going away. It's it's constant rehab and constant treatment to be ready to play, and he's handled that well. And and as Jeff Waltman said, you know, you look at Fultz's development this year. You hope that we're no longer talking about Fultz in terms of his injury, and now talking about Fultz in terms of of who he is as a player and how he gets better. And most rookie players, most guys going through their first year in the NBA get better between their first year and their second year. So I think there's a lot of expectation for what Fultz can bring. And he got significantly better as the year went on. To me, while I think a lot of fans were frustrated with how with, with how slow they brought Fultz along, Fultz is a perfect example of how he gained Steve Clifford's trust, he proved himself on the court, and got better as the year went on. We could find examples of this throughout the roster. I mean, obviously, Evan Fournier took a step forward, but he's you know probably not a young player that a lot of people are focused on. He had a great season, a great regular season at least. Um, the time in the bubble was not very good. Um, and that, that's because of an illness that, that kind of kept him out for a very, very long time. Um, Aaron Gordon, honestly, took steps forward. It, it was a frustrating year for Aaron Gordon, no doubt. His shooting just did not come around all year. Uh, and I think that threw a wrench in a lot of the Magic's plans. And... Clifford had to kind of refigure out how to use him. And it again, yes, it took too long to get to this point. It took too long to get to that conclusion. He needed to be closer to the basket. And once the Magic got him there, we saw him blossom as a playmaker. He scored, had, had his first triple-double. In the 10 games after the All-Star break, he was averaging, what, seven assists per game? 
there is a new layer to Aaron Gordon's game that we discovered this year um, that the Magic hopefully can employ and emphasize, especially as Gordon continues to work and improve as a jump shooter. I don't think it's time to give up on Aaron Gordon by any means. Mo Bamba is probably the most controversial figure in all this. He averaged, I think, only about 15 minutes per game, if that, uh, and his minutes were starting to decline a little bit uh, as Clifford tightened his rotation. But honestly, honestly, you know, why I think there's some frustration of a lot of people saying, oh, he needs to play, he's stuck behind the Magic's best player, Nikola Vucevic. So the minutes are going to be a little bit restricted anyway. But honestly, Bamba showed a ton of growth where Clifford kind of goes through that step-by-step process. He wants you to master X before you get to Y. He wants you to master Y, master y to get before you get to Z, and so on and so on and so on and so on. I mean, not the end of the alphabet, but you get what I'm saying. He wants to see players really dive in and master their roles before taking to the, to the next step. And I think if you look at Bamba's games, all his stats looked very, very similar. If you watch Bamba play, he was smarter defensively. He was in the right spots more defensively. He was able to challenge shots and undoubtedly, where Bamba clearly wasn't the better option than Ken Birch last year, this year he was the better option than Ken Birch. That's progress. That is a step forward. And Bamba, frankly, was not going to be able to play until he put on the muscle. That's that's just the fact of the that's just the fact of the matter. But Bamba's shooting is still really valuable, and, and I think the Magic employed that very well. Uh, and, and and I think the Magic did a good job kind of bringing him along. I was very, I, personally, I was very pleased with how Bamba played. I thought that he was a lot, be- lot better. And it'll be interesting to see how the Magic help him go from where he was now to where he will be next season, especially now that he's put on all the weight uh, from, you know, from his kind of pandemic workout routine. This is all to say that the player development aspect of Steve Clifford and his staff is not something anyone should be concerned about. This team got better as the year went on, as Steve Clifford often promises and says that his team needs to do. And young players did get better too. Next season, they're going to be relying on those young players even more. Aaron Gordon's going to have a feature, if Aaron Gordon's still on the roster, of course, that Aaron Gordon's going to have a featured role with Jonathan Isaac out. Chuma Okiki will have a pathway to minutes with Jonathan Isaac out. And again, let's talk about Jonathan Isaac and how much better he got until his injury ended his season prematurely. There will be opportunities for all of these young players to play. But Clifford is not one to gift anyone minutes or gift anyone a role just because they're a high draft pick. You've got to earn everything in this league. Clifford doesn't hate young players. I think that is a massive misconception about him. But to play for Steve Clifford, you've got to follow his rules. You've got to do exactly what he needs you to do so that he can trust you to be in a game. And sometimes that means moving slowly. And perhaps that's what's frustrated Magic fans the most, is how slowly things seem to be moving, even if they're still moving forward. But ultimately, a coach and a team is judged by its results. And while there are plenty of positive signs, and I don't think anyone necessarily had a terrible season. Like, Nikola Vucevic was fine. Evan Fournier had a career year. Terrence Ross maybe took a half step back. You know, Aaron Gordon definitely struggled this year. It's hard to say, outside of maybe Aaron Gordon, anyone who had a season that was just abysmally below average or below what we would expect from them. And ultimately, the results speak for themselves. And judging Steve Clifford on his results, 
paints a picture that is a little bit more difficult to see. We'll describe that picture and look into that picture here in just a moment. But first, I'm not an energy bar guy. You've heard me say that all the time. But I found the energy bar that is perfect for me. I can't wait to have it every single time that I, I open a box because it is a, a bar that I look forward to eating. It is the energy bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's Built Bar. Built Bar is even more delicious than ever with 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. I could go on and on and on and on. They're all The ones that I've tried at least are all really, really good. They're covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off, not 10, 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So then, ultimately, how do we judge Steve? How do we judge this entire season? This is a results-driven business. This is... A, a, a league that is zero-sum. You win or you lose. There is no in-between. And as we've sat here and tried to analyze this 2020 season and make the best of it and in so many ways, it's, it's hard to pin everything down. The season was not a success. The Magic did not improve upon their standing from last year. They had a worse record. They did not climb to the to the compete for home court advantage as some people thought they might. They seemingly bumped up against their ceiling. The season, though, was not a failure. The Magic saw growth from guys like Markel Fultz, from Jonathan Isaac before his injuries, from Mo Bamba, even from Aaron Gordon and Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier. The problem is the pieces did not all come together. But even that can be explained away a little bit. You know, the thing that I've been kind of banging my drum on lately is the Magic did not have a good season. They had several outliers this year that suggest that they are due to make a little bit of a bump up next year. They're not going to face all the injuries that they had this year. Nikola Vucevic missing 14 games. Aaron Gordon being in and out of the lineup and struggling with his, his injuries throughout the year. 
Um, certainly, they're not going to face the injuries they faced in the bubble. But Michael Carter-Williams missed games. D.J. Augustine missed games. Really, only Evan Fournier, Markel Fultz, and Terrence Ross missed a game here or there. But really, those were the only three players that played all 77 games this season, or 73 games this season. The Magic are not a team that's built to sustain that. And frankly, Steve Clifford deserves credit for keeping this team together, for building a foundation strong enough that the Magic could still compete and make the playoffs, and not just make the playoffs, make it comfortable. Maybe that is a low bar to climb because the East did not play well this year. The bottom of the East was not as good as it was last year. The Magic were likely going to finish with 38 or 39 wins in an 82-game season. They won only five games against teams with winning records. There is a lot to work on with this team. And where just as Steve Clifford and the foundation that he has built is one of this team's strengths, his approach and kind of his pragmatic dogmatism is also one of its weaknesses. The thing that makes Steve Clifford a great coach and has made this Magic team relevant, even on the small scale that they are, is probably the same thing that is holding them back in many ways. We can all look back to Game 4 against the Milwaukee Bucks. The Magic are in the game with a chance to tie that series. And Clifford sticks to his preset rotation. Nikola Vucevic gets his normal break at the start of the fourth quarter. And Milwaukee goes on, what was it, a 15-0 run? The thing that Steve Clifford lacks is knowing when to be flexible, when to be creative, when to break that mold. And especially in the playoffs, especially when you're a team like the Magic that is chasing a team like Milwaukee, trying to catch up to them, trying to upset them, that kind of flexibility is everything. Knowing when to break your tendencies and play a little bit differently, to try something a little bit new, to go push all in. Clifford's done well with the development part. He's done well with the foundation building part, and that is the central thing that the Magic hired him to do. The central thing. And in that sense, as I've said throughout this entire offseason, the Magic achieved their baseline goal. The expectation in this franchise now is to make the playoffs every year. They're not looking to play the lottery. They're not looking to see general improvement. They want results. And the playoffs, as small of a measure as they might be, is a result. And the Magic are good enough to make the playoffs, and they should feel they're good enough to make the playoffs in 2021 just as they did in 2020. I don't care what those other teams are doing. The Magic should feel they are a playoff-capable team. Steve Clifford has built that. But now comes the difficult part. Now comes the tough part. How do you get this team to do more? And unfortunately, the Magic seemed to follow the same pattern they did in 2019. It took them a little bit more than half the season to figure things out, to find the right playing groups, to find the right consistency. And by then, when they start to take off, it's too late. You're merely scrambling to stay in the playoff picture to solidify your playoff spot, not to compete for anything real. 
No matter how you cut it, even if the Magic had the most optimal outcome in those games that were canceled, they weren't catching Indiana. They weren't catching Philadelphia. This is a team that for a second straight year seemed to top off at the 7 or 8 seed. No one in this front office is under pressure yet. No, And Steve Clifford's not under pressure either. Key accomplished the basic thing he needed to accomplish. And again, keeping this team together and making them a playoff team through all the injuries, knowing how little margin of error this Magic team has, is a minor miracle. Steve Clifford deserves a lot of credit. Like I said, he also deserves some of the blame. Sticking to rotations and, and latching onto ideas that clearly were not working and holding on to them longer than he should have. Cost this team. Cost this team valuable wins. Cost this team valuable real estate. Cost this team developmental opportunities. Cost this team putting guys in the right roles within the context of this team to improve even more. And that's something that is going to have to change for the manager to take their next step. Players have to get better. It's ultimately on the players. And Clifford has done as good of a job as you could hope for to put players in a position where they can win. But we're now reaching a point where just winning isn't enough. Now we want to see them advance. We want to see them play better in the playoffs. And again, playing better in the playoffs this year was also a sign of the team's development. You know, the, 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 Again, the season was not a failure, but it wasn't a success. And now Steve Clifford's done something that he hadn't, that he didn't do in Charlotte, making the playoffs in back-to-back years. Now he has to figure out how to do something he never did in Charlotte either. Get out of the first round. Build a team with interesting pieces and, and some talent, perhaps not enough talent, but build this team to overachieve once again and overachieve to get out of the first round. That's going to be the question at Steve Clifford's feet in the 2021 season all while he is also probably still trying to hold this team together with duct tape and glue with the injury to Jonathan Isaac. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hit your TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__omb. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Our Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is currently open, so send me your magic questions at omagicdaily, as well as online at omagicdaily at gmail.com. We'll answer some of those questions here on a future episode of Locked On Magic. We'll talk a little bit about Jeff Weltman on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic to discuss his season as we put a bow on the 2020 season. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.